Uh, <laughs> all right, so going through the parsha, so a couple of chashuvalimudim uh, that uh, come up. I believe we shared this vartira last year as well, but it's worthwhile repeating. It's good chizik for us, and that is that we have the birth of Yaakov and Esav. It says vayisraisu abonim bekirba that the children were struggling. Yaakov and Esav were struggling inside their mother, and she says, "Imkain lamazhanaychi." What do I need this for? She doesn't realize it's twins. She thinks it's one one child, and as Rashi points out. From uh, from the from Chazal, that they, whenever she passed by a base medrash, the kids the kids were trying to run out. Whenever she's trying to pass by a church, the kids trying to run out. She thinks it's one kid who's running after everything. This is confusing. She doesn't know what's happening. So she goes and asks shame. To uh, she, interestingly, she doesn't go and ask uh, her husband. She doesn't go and ask Avinu. They would have a bias, perhaps, in how they wanted to see this. To say that they wouldn't have tried to say it clearly, but you see that you, when in order to answer Shiloh Lachar, they wouldn't have even answered her. That's why she went specifically to shame. And Reb Simcha Bonim of Pshischa, he asks that, you know, we understand why Esav is trying to get out of his mother's womb whenever they pass by Avedah Zara, because we know inside of a Jewish mother, the kids are learning Torah. So Esav, we get why he's trying to get out. He's not interested in learning Torah. Get me out of here. Let me go into this house of uh, idol worship. But for Yaakov Avinu, he's learning with a malach. He's learning kolot the entire Torah with a malach. Where is he going? So says Reb Simcha of Pshischa. He says that Yaakov Avinu knew. Torah is teaching us that even if you're learning Torah from a malach, if you have to sit next to a Russia like Esau, you leave. You don't. You don't go near. So they they ask. They ask. This is not from this is not from Reb Bunim, but they ask that you know Esau was born first. Right? So that means he was closer to the exit. So that's, why didn't Esau just leave? No? Leave. You want, you want to so badly go to the house of, of Abed Zarah? Leave. So the, the answer, Vederech Musar, they say it was worthwhile for Esau to not go where he wanted to go just to keep Yaakov inside. Very often with a Russia, their goal is, is, has less to do with what they want, and it has a lot more to do with stop Tyra and stop MS from, uh, from Taka being spread. Interestingly, we'll just end off, they say from Chaim Shmulevitz, that another answer why Yaakov didn't leave, even though he was learning Tyra, is because there was no Amelis. There was no uh, effort that went into it, and Chaim Shmulevitz points out, and, and that's what Yaakov wanted to go already start working for himself. He doesn't want to be here being spoon-fed, points out, this is why there's no halacha to stand up for a pregnant woman. You'd think that if a pregnant woman walks by, she has a little Talmud Chacham inside of her. This kid's learning the entire Torah. No, no, a Talmud Chacham, a Torah scholar, no matter what age, you've got to stand up when they walk by. So why, don't we, why isn't there a mitzvah, an obligation to stand up when a pregnant woman walks by? So the answer they give is, is the, you know, it's the same point we just said, and that is that when there's no amelus, when there's no effort that goes into it, there's no obligation to, uh, to respect it either. So it's about the Amelos, and it's about, uh, and, and, um, it's about as well Yaakov running away from Esau and realizing I need to get away from this guy, whatever it takes.